Welcome to another edition, the first edition of 2016, the New Age Boxing Podcast with me, Andy White, and with me today, as usual, is the one and only Mr. Martin Theobald. Yo. Uh, happy Gangster New Year to everyone. Year. <laughs> yeah. as, as is our podcast sort of style anyway. Yeah, yeah, no, it's very true. Very true. Um, Lifestyle, if nothing else. So, um... Hopefully, it's 2016, hopefully I've improved the sound quality for you all, um, given that that was my biggest bugbear for 2015, uh, and you actually be able to hear this without turning up to max, max volume and start bursting your eardrums when the music kicks in. So, uh, that's my treat for you guys for New Year. Um, your treat coming back, because you're starting to get recognised now as a... Uh... That's not even true. <laughs> although, although, I will say, uh, <laughs> yeah... I got I got called out by a, by a, a mate actually. Um, one of my friends, he one of his friends has uh, l- decided he's going to listen to the pod through a recommendation of him. Foolish. He'll know who he is. Listen to this. Uh, he's a postman. He's doing his rounds, and uh, he uh, cornered me at a bar and sort of <laughs> said to me, uh, and just started calling me out on certain things. Do you do you like boxing, mate? I was like, you what? I said. I do a boxing podcast. Who are you? <laughs> Just make it, really making me think. Uh, said loads of stuff that you know about me that he'd he'd gleaned from my mate, and uh, yeah, screwed my head up for a little bit until he told me. Oh, actually, I know you. What he'd done very well is that he picked a simpleton yeah. to uh, <laughs> to try this out on. Uh, <laughs> if he'd have gone down another route, That's such a gun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we've ever dropped a C bomb. No. Right. Good start. No, Happy New Year. Like, I, I should like if I was really bothered, I wouldn't share that. Like, I'd look like a total bell end anyway. I was like, there's no way on this earth that we have enough listeners for you to recognise me at a bar. Um but anyway, uh, yeah. So yeah. hopefully that made you laugh, me looking like a dick. So yeah, so let's start off with some boxing stuff. And so we'll go straight into seeing how David Hay can start his new comeback in the new year. Was it next Saturday? Next Saturday, 16th. Uh, not this Saturday coming, but next Saturday. Remind me of who he's fighting again. Mark DeMory, an Australian. Um, it's fair to say he's pretty unknown. Um, he's experienced. He's got a decent knockout record. But, you know, it's against people that we don't really know of. It's a bit of an obscure choice. Uh, but there you go, it's who he's picked and it's happening uh, next Saturday. But that said, I mean, there's the element of unknown about it that, you know, <laughs> Hay, Hay is completely unknown as to what state he's in physically. He's changed trainer to uh, Shane McGuigan. How's his shoulder? Um, after his previous injuries that he's had when he was in the build-up to the Fury fight. Who knows? And who knows about this Demori? So it's almost like a, a new start. 
entirely, uh, apart from it's a 30-something-year-old bloke. It's not, you know, starting <laughs> from a, a young prospect. How old is he? Is he 34? 34, something like that, yeah, 33, 34. Um, he looks in good shape from the pictures Part of his hair, yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> he looks perfectly fine. No, he does, and um, teaming up with Shane McGuigan is an interesting choice. Um, you know, same guy who's taken on Carl Frampton, uh, and now George Groves as well, uh, interestingly. So... It'll be interesting to see what he does with it. If he changes Hayes' style, he was always very dynamic, uh, quick. You know, small for heavyweight in the era of six foot seven, six foot eight heavyweights. He's yeah. not that size. He's not eighteen stone. Um, so, how much explosiveness he's still got? If that shoulder, you know, it could have been that the last couple of years of seeing him fight. The last time we saw him was Derek Chisora at uh, Upton Park, but. It could well be the last couple of years that he was fighting, he could have had um, problems with that shoulder and injuries with that shoulder, which could have been hampering him that we didn't know about. Although, given his record for telling us when he had a problem, <laughs> fucking chances are we would have known about it. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, we may well see a new uh, kind of explosiveness to him. That, On the other hand, we may see somebody that's heart's not entirely in it and he's kind of doing it for the money, but we don't know until the 16th. It always makes me question when you've got um, people of his sort of standing in the sport, or at least what it was in the sport, coming back for money. You just think, tend to think to yourself, how much money do you need? Surely you can't have spent all that money already. <laughs> yeah, it depends which stories you read about him. Um, okay, so that, so that might... He's, he's got a lavish lifestyle, has he? He's... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's had a lavish lifestyle. If you believe the rumours on the internet and in the papers and what have you, him and his wife may be heading down separate routes in life. Um, <laughs> that's a very diplomatic. That's a very diplomatic way. But you know, I'm not gonna sensitive. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think you know, it's a person would least associate with. Me. <laughs> So, yeah, if you believe the rumours, he's been a bit of a naughty boy in the past and, um, you know, there could be issues on the marital front and, you know, the money. He sold his, his gym down in uh, Vauxhall in London, all okay. the equipment out of it, which, you know, may well be partly down to the fact he was teaming up with McGuigan uh, and therefore didn't need his own gym anymore. But all signs point to somebody coming back. You know, all boxers do it for the money, ultimately. They don't do it for the fun of it. Um, you know, they might do it for the legacy and the titles and things, but you wouldn't do it for free. So, yeah, he's still old enough that he can, you know, fit, especially when you look at, like, Klitschko being 40 years old. Um, you know, on that basis, Hay could have another five, six years in him. Um, so, if he can come back and if he can do a decent job, uh, you know, this isn't going to be, by the, by the sounds of um, the stories coming out, this isn't going to be shown on TV. This is likely to be on his own Haymaker YouTube channel, um, which... Again, you read these uh, the opinions online about him. People criticise and say, "Oh, you know, like Sky don't want it because it's shit." Blah blah blah. I'm sure he's probably been inundated, maybe not from Sky, but from the likes of Spike TV, Channel Five, ITV. They've probably all approached him about putting it on TV. Um, but there are costs involved with that. He can put it on a YouTube channel and just pay for the production costs of the show itself. And he'll make money out of the sponsorship, the advertising, the, you know, yes, you get paid an amount per viewer on YouTube, but mm. it's not going to be very much. It's, it it's pennies. 0.05. Yeah. So, like yeah. But, I mean, think about it. He's offering it out on a platform where you've got potentially millions and millions and millions worldwide that can watch it live. That's got to be an attractive prospect for an advertiser to be able to you know, jump on board with that. 
Um, so it's probably not going to be on TV. It seems far too late now to get it onto TV as well, because if, presumably if, if ITV or whatever were going to show it, they would want to build it up. But then people talk about the Carl Frampton um, fight with Chris Avalos that was on ITV, and you know why can't they do that? I know that that Chris Avalos Carl Frampton fight cost lots of money for. Frampton and McGuigan to be broadcast similar model to the Al Heyman one in America they bought that TV time from ITV um, chance are Hay doesn't want to pay that he'd probably just you know if there's the option to do it himself and why not give it a go and you know if it works I guarantee you he's not going to be the last one to do it <clears throat> no of course I mean and when you when we spoke originally about Al Heyman it was sort of like okay so because originally I suppose it makes sense that um, the first thing you would think in the sort of um, evolution of boxing on TV, you think, well, we'll make more money if we put it on pay-per-view. But as time goes on, somebody figures out a way to, oh, actually, if we put it on free-to-view, we might make more here if I do certain things. And the and with the you know evolution of the internet and you know, people being able to stream stuff now, it makes sense that things will take a different turn. And, um, yeah, I mean... <laughs> Like you say, if he does it and he makes a load of money out of it, he's not going to yeah. be the last one. No, I mean, people's view it's ha- viewing habits evolved, didn't they? So yeah, you don't course, watch yeah. live TV all that much, apart from maybe sports. And Grant's is a sport, but, you know, why not put it on the internet and see how it goes? It's it's a comeback fight. It's not against the greatest name in the world, but I would be interested to see... I mean, you can see on YouTube how many people watch a video or whatever, so it'll be interesting to see how many views yeah. that video gets. My guess would be it's going to be millions, which is going to be far more than watch any of the pay-per-views, any of the Sky yeah. stuff. You'd um, like to hope there won't be uh, adverts in between each round that will interfere with potential problems <laughs> like, <it>. like Sky. <laughs> like <yeah>. Spike <laughs> Sullivan. Well, I'm sure there probably will be adverts between each round. Yeah, I'm you, sure, yeah uh, having said that. You yeah. know, if he's putting it up for free, then I would expect... You know, I'm not paying for it. Therefore, I would anticipate there'll be adverts, pay per view to put adverts on. You know, I didn't pay for it anyway, but yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. So um, it's an interesting one. We'll see how the the model goes around it because if it does work, you know, don't expect it to be the last person to uh, to do it. Okay, so moving on, it could be a big year, or at least a year that contains some boxing for. One Amir Khan. Oh, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? It's, uh... <laughs> Constantly chasing the Pacquiao dream or the Mayweather dream or whatever you call it, the, which they effectively were <clears throat> just pipe pipe dreams. When you say dream, I think you mean check. <laughs> yeah. Um... Well, yeah. I mean that's that's all he that's all he seemed to want for. But he's it, it, being criticised by Barry Hearn for being oh. awkward to deal with. <laughs> Shock. <laughs> yeah. Um, why do you think that is? Is that because simply because he's he's purely and only focused on one of those two big uh, big two fighters or are there other factors involved um yeah you're right i mean the the barry hearn comment came out uh, last couple of days where he's saying that he you know khan is a difficult person to work with now <clears throat> you've got to ask the question whether or not khan really wants to fight i mean <laughs> he's been chasing pacquiao and mayweather for the best part of two three years between the two of them does he I mean, his career has been based out of America now for the best part of three, four years. Um, does he really want to fight Brooke? Or, I mean, is his is his heart in boxing? Who knows, really? It's difficult to tell because he's... 
not avoided so many fights because he's taken hard fights in the past, like Danny Garcia, Lamont Peterson. Uh, you know, he lost both of them. He's he's been willing to take the fights. It's just that he seems to be hanging himself on these fights. Um, now, Eddie Hearn's idea is that he can get Kel Brook and Amir Khan in June, um, and they keep talking about these Wembley Stadium fights. I'll get it at Wembley Stadium. To me, that's a dreadful idea. Like. It's the wrong point of both of their careers to be trying to get it at Wembley because Brooks, since he won the world title against Sean Porter out in America, which is 16 months ago, has fought Jojo Dan and Frankie Gavin, like two massively underwhelming opponents, massively. And so the interest in Brook isn't peak. It's kind of, you know, since winning that title, if he'd have taken Khan in his next fight at Wembley Stadium, then that's big. But, like, his interest has, has ducked off now. And so, Amir Khan, <clears throat> he hasn't fought over in England for a couple of years now. The last time he fought here, he struggled to sell out the stadium. I think it was uh, it was either the MEN or up in Sheffield. It might have been Sheffield, I think. Struggled to sell it out. So, you've got two fighters, like, Kel Brook himself doesn't sell out arenas particularly Amir Khan last time he was in England so I would have thought I mean Brooks got his mandatory to come up against Kevin Brizier who before, before. before. so that'll be I think March or April time um in and will that be will that be fought in England well that's a, I don't know it's a good question because Eddie Hearns basically he came out in a video and said he may not put it on in England because he said you know, the Kevin Brizier name isn't well known in boxing. It's not somebody that would excite the fans and he appreciates that. But if Brooke doesn't fight him, then he'll lose his belt. And what's Brooke without his belt is nothing, frankly. It's not like Mayweather or Pacquiao where you don't need the belts. Brooke needs that belt to legitimise himself. Now, just to play devil's advocate on the whole Wembley, on the Wembley front, um, could it not be seen, could it not be billed as a homecoming as such for Amir Khan and then maybe generate enough interest I and mean, he's got a large <coughs> Asian community following hasn't he he has but last time they tried that they couldn't sell out I'm sure it was either Sheffield or Manchester I'll have to right. go and check okay. they couldn't sell out an arena like a 17,000 yeah. arena um, and Brooke struggles to sell out you know up in Sheffield himself so I don't see and this is my point that it comes at the wrong the wrong time for both fighters that it's almost as if Khan needs to come back and have a couple of fights over in the UK and re-establish himself and with UK fans. Interest, yeah. Generate some interest, you say. Brooke needs to take on, you know, one or two good names. They had Diego Chavez lined up um, earlier 2015, and then that fell apart because of injuries. But he needs to get a legitimate win over a legitimate name to build up that interest in him again, because at the moment there isn't that much there. And I don't, you know, if they if they got Wembley for it, I can't see it having, you know, a full house of 80,000. I think you'd be lucky to get kind of 50 in there. Uh, given the fact that um, that sort of, that time, isn't that earmarked for, uh, is it an Anthony Joshua fight? Is that June time? The June one. Um, it probably will be because he's out in April. Well, no, he's out in April. When's the um, potential Hay-Joshua fight, if it's going to be there? Uh, I don't know. I mean, they're talking about Joshua fighting in April, so you're probably looking September. near July, August, September. Oh, okay, right. Um, okay, I, for some reason, I thought there was a Joshua fight in June, in June, but it doesn't matter. Um, I just, I'm just sort of, so I suppose, just jump on the bandwagon of this could be a complete disaster. They, they'd need to be sort of like a collection of things, and potentially one of those things, people being starved of decent boxing, and so therefore they go to the calm 
to the calm fight. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, a yeah. fairly reasonable I, I assumption. Can't, yeah, um, I can't, I can't see it selling either. If I'm completely honest, but um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's a different. Eddie Hearn will have his work. He's, you know, he's a good salesman of boxing. So you know, perhaps there is a personal rivalry there, which is what they love to sell things on. Um, and you know, he's gonna have his work cut out to to maximize that. Okay, let's move on to um, one of Khan's pipe dreams. Uh, Pacquiao chose his uh, next opponent. Uh, is this going to be his comeback and finale, or is it just a comeback, or is it uh, possibly both? I mean, it's not made official yet, but um, yeah, the name Timothy Bradley is being um, thrown around as the most likely opponent. So, is it his comeback? Well, it's kind of a year on for his last fight, so you know, it's a semi comeback. Is it his leaving party? Uh, probably depends on the outcome, to be honest. So, Timothy Bradley, he's fought twice before. He's beaten him once and lost to him once, although arguably the loss, he, you know, in a lot of people's views, won that fight anyway on points, but he lost it on the referee or the judge's decisions. So, yeah, it's an odd choice. <laughs> you know, if he is going to go out on it, it's just, it's really underwhelming to see these two fight a third time. Um, yeah. it's not one that people have been crying out for so there's as with all things there's the political issues for Pacquiao so he fights for Bob Arum and top rank it's a fairly small number of fighters within that stable that he could fight against um, most of which he's already fought apart from Provodnikov is the one that he hasn't fought at his weight in that stable so Adrian Broner was calling him out saying that he'll fight him now it ain't going to happen because Adrian Broner fights for Al Heyman um, and he doesn't work with Bob Arum particularly, aside from when it's Mayweather-Pacquiao. So he's not going to do a deal for Adrian Broner to fight Pacquiao. So Pacquiao's choices are limited um, and Timothy Bradley, you know, he isn't the... <laughs> he's a good fighter. He's a really good fighter, Bradley. Um, but it's it's not one that people are desperate to see again. Yeah, I can see. So, why didn't he choose Amir Khan? Amir fight? Khan fights for Al Heyman. So, so, it would have made it difficult. Again, it's a difficult no. one. Okay. Or, yeah, I mean, apparently Khan and Heyman have fallen out. Um, it depends which stories you read on it, really. Okay, but, so, what about then Khan Mayweather? Why didn't that happen? <laughs> Khan got mugged off. Right. <laughs> Could it be fair? Would it be fair to say that Mayweather's ducked Khan? No, well, I mean, Mayweather fights who he wants, doesn't he? Like, yes, you could say it's a duck, but uh, you know, when you look at it, his record, Amir Khan's, is pretty much identical to Andre Berto, who Mayweather fought in his last fight. So it's only British people that are going to say that he ducked Amir right, Khan. Like, no Americans are going to say it. Um, yeah, I'm I, not necessarily, I would say, I, just, I was a plaintiff's <coughs> advocate again, but it, yeah, um, it just seems to me that Mayweather's fought enough opponents with enough pedigree for me to think it would have beaten Khan as well. Yeah, probably. You know, there's no reason to suggest he wouldn't, aside from a bit of speed. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's disappointing the Bradley one. There was Terence Crawford, who has uh, moved up to welterweight now, from light welterweight. He's one who, um, well, he's actually moved up. He beat Ricky Burns up in Scotland to take his lightweight title. Um, he's moved all the way up now into welterweight. He's a Bob Arum fighter for top rank. He's an exciting prospect, undefeated. Um, he would have, to a lot of fans, made more sense as a logical choice to take on Manny Pacquiao as, you know, if Pacquiao beats him, then great, Pacquiao should carry on his career. 
if Terence Crawford beat Pacquiao, then it's like a pass under the torch and it makes Terence Crawford a bigger star than what he is today. Right, okay. But he didn't get picked for it for whatever reason. It seems a bit odd. Okay, well, that pretty much sums up the upcoming fighters that we want to talk about. Is yeah, that- there's not an awful lot. Um, there's not any huge stuff now until kind of Frampton Quigg. I mean, obviously, there's the, the Hayden Mori fight. That? It's uh, the- February 20th, is it? Okay, so quite a while. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's a fairly slow start to the year in that sense. Okay, so we wanted to go through a few things Martin has identified as certain things he wants to talk about. They're bullet points, really, if he's talked through, aren't they? Um, now, I'm only, I'll just go straight off with the first one, promotional agreements. Do you want to sort of give me an insight into what you were looking at there? Right, yeah. So, I mean, this is something I've written up for the website, but it seemed a good time to kind of elaborate on it i'm sure you've read through it anyway and didn't you so of course mate you yeah, know yeah. me no, uh, can't I mean, keep off that website even if i fucking text you you've probably <laughs> not read it still you see <laughs> bomb and p-bomb in one <laughs> uh right so promotional agreement so this kind of stems off of the back end of 2015 um there's a a twitter account or it's kind of YouTube channel, IFL TV, which run by a guy called Coogan Cassius, which they do really, really good videos interviewing like promoters, fighters, etc. So they had a very good relationship with uh, Eddie Hearn and Frank Warren. So back in the 2015, um, there was some talk from Eddie Hearn about his involvement in the setup of the Tyson Fury Vladimir Klitschko fight, um, which essentially was refuted by uh, Peter Fury and Mick Hennessy, who is Tyson's promoter. Hearn's view has always been, if you want to be on Sky, you have to go through Hearn. You have to go through Matchroom. Um, and Hennessy and Peter Fury were basically saying, no, nah, it's bollocks. Like, we didn't go through you at all. We organised it all ourselves. As soon as Kel Brook fell off the, the other part of that card, which was meant to be happening, um, then Hearn's involvement essentially disappeared. So they called out Hearn as basically being a bit of a liar about it all. <clears throat> Hearn then comes and does this IFL interview saying, you know, just to be clear about it, anyone that wants to go on Sky at all, um, they have to go through Matchroom. So he was quite, you know, adamant about it, <laughs> which that kind of clears up. And then Frank Warren and his son George um, went and did another piece with IFL, the same lot, and basically, <laughs> and then like completely called out Hearn on it and said, they like verbatim said he's a liar. <laughs> like no shitting about on it <clears throat> said he's a liar I love um, this. <laughs> so Frank Warren runs Box Nation the channel um, that is essentially you know he, he runs just boxing shows it would suggest he is saying that he has the ability to talk to Sky directly um, and run his own pay-per-views so Box Nation is a monthly subscription channel whereby you pay £12 a month I think it is and you get um, you know, twenty four seven boxing. His boys is not essential. It's not just like that, but that's the the gist of it. Um, now he's saying that he's talking with Sky Sports about running pay per view, so you don't have to subscribe to the channel. You can just buy a one off pay per view. Um, which as a model I find slightly odd because you can sign up for one month to Box Nation. Uh, which granted is like a ten pound setup, but that's once. And then you pay twelve pound for the month. Mm, yeah, they got that with Now TV, though, haven't they? Like you can you can pay something like six quid for a Premier League game. Is that right? If you okay. want to watch a Premier League game, you can buy just that Premier League game. 
and pay, well, I think that's actually more than that, I think it's about 15 quid for a Premier League match. And you'd have to be able to really? the Sky, yeah, it's something extortionate, like a fraction, a, actually given, you know, what else you get on Sky, which is, I'm not advertising Sky whatsoever because I think most of it's shit, but, yeah. <laughs> you know, you can you can buy I a, didn't know that as a cost. A fragment you? for time, yeah, for an extortionate fee for a fragment of what you can see. Uh, okay, so the same basis is, is that you can buy one fight for, I don't know, let's say 15 quid a yeah, month. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Which probably means they'll knock up the Box Nation subscription for a month from £12, say £16, so it's slightly more than a Yeah, or something like that, yeah. Um, but essentially, if you're a Box Nation subscriber, you would get it anyway. But what he's saying is we can use the Sky platform to offer out pay-per-views, which then Eddie Hearn has gone back and done another video saying, well, just to clarify, <clears throat> I work with Sky Sports. Like, if they want to go, if uh, Frank Warren and Box Nation want to go to, I think, <laughs> what was the terminology, uh, Sky Broadcasting, then they're able to do that. And so it's slightly like a semantical twist on it all, is that what Hearn has said is Sky Sports is my platform. If Frank Warren wants to go to Sky Broadcasting, then yes, they can do something there. Um, But it creates, I mean, at that point, and they're quite serious about it. Like Warren is saying they're going to do at least one next year. So it raises the question. Sorry, this year. Yeah, yeah, bollocks, not 2017. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so it raises a question then about if Sky Sports, <clears throat> unless you, well, if Sky Broadcasting agreed to do this Box Nation pay per view, they're going to get some revenue out of it. So, say you pay fifteen quid, like Sky will take a fiver, Box Nation take a tenner. Yeah, Same. Yeah. So they're going to want to advertise that as heavily as possible, so that as many people as possible buy it, presumably. So at the moment, if Frank Warren does a show on Box Nation. If you tune into Sky Sports News, you will see nothing whatsoever about it. You won't see any preview, any hype. If you go on the Sky like website, you won't see any information. They might tell you what happened after. Because they've got their kind of mutually exclusive deal with Matchroom. Mm. So if... It's not in their interest, Colin. It's not in their interest. Whereas if they're doing a pay-per-view where they'll take some of the revenue from Frank Warren, <laughs> will they... Then start to advertise some of it, and how does that affect the Eddie Hearn relationship with Sky? Um, you know, the standard broadcast stuff, so the Saturday fight night stuff, is exclusive. That is exclusive to Matchroom. Like that won't go yeah. away. But if there's this ability to use the platform of Sky Sports to advertise a one-off pay-per-view, then how does that affect... It seems to me foolish of someone like Sky to put all their eggs in one basket with the company anyway. Like, if there was... Um, I can... I can believe they've made Hearn believe that that's what they've done. And so he's like, yep, I've got Sky under my thumb. But for them to actually sign a contract which prohibits them from making any boxing deals outside yeah. the matchroom just seems just seem, well, for seem every foolish. deal to have to go through Hearn. So if you're Frank Warren, you'd have to go through Hearn. Yeah, it would just seems odd. So Yeah. yeah because then Sky aren't in control of their own channel to some extent. Yeah. Um, so it is quite interesting. It'll be interesting to see what happens next year. It also opens up... I mean, uh, we are talking earlier about platforms for, say, David Hay and using YouTube. And what it also opens up the question mark then is that, you know, if you're Anthony Joshua and you look at this and say, you know, I'm a pay-per-view fighter myself, which he now is established, essentially, as a pay-per-view fighter by Eddie Hearn, what's to stop him in the future mugging off Eddie Hearn, saying, no, nah, I don't want to work with you, I'm going to sell myself to Sky Sports? as a pay-per-view fighter, and I'll get, you know, an undercard, I'll build it myself with a few fighters. Chris Eubank Jr. has left Matchroom um, 
or probably left Matchroom at the back end of 2015. He was mandated to fight a guy called Nick Blackwell for the British middleweight title. Um, Eddie Hearn didn't win the purse bids. Mick Hennessy won it. And as part of Eubank's um, contract, if Matchroom don't win a purse bid, he's allowed to leave. Um, which he's basically come out and said, yes, he will leave. So that's now up in the air. So Eubank is essentially a bit of a free agent. What's to stop him going off? And In, in the eyes of Eubank Sr., he thinks Eubank Jr. is a pay-per-view fighter now. And that's where this whole problem is coming about from. So it opens up a lot of doors. Mick Hennessy with Tyson Fury, he can now go directly to Sky, or probably always could anyway, but it's now publicly known. He could go to Sky directly and run Tyson Fury as a pay-per-view fighter himself. Why not? So essentially, that's the kind of the main talking point. And the other bits I've put up on the website, um, so there's bits about belts, a bit about um, the Maltese Boxing Commission coming over to the UK. They've been doing work over here. There's bits about drug bans. PBC, catch weights, uh, various stuff. So, but I mean, that's the main one without taking up too much time on it. Okay, yeah, uh, we this was just mainly a sort of Happy New Year and an introduction into the year. We'll uh, we'll go a bit more in depth. I mean, we kind of covered the hay stuff. I realise it's still a week away, um, or two weeks away, sorry. But um, we can sort of briefly go over that if there's any more. St- I mean, uh, they had the news conference, press conference. No, that'll be. <clears throat> I think Demori's due over tomorrow. I believe from having okay, a bit of contact so with him. That that might there might raise some talking points. Yeah, um, maybe they'll do a haircut for David Hay live or something. <laughs> So yeah, it's a bit of a dry week otherwise. Yeah, we'll just just sort of an introduction to the year and just uh, sort of a happy new year to everyone. And uh, yeah, we're looking forward to uh, a nice. Well, it's be our first full year if we keep going right to the end. Let's do not, it if you don't fuck me off again. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, like I said, thank you very much for listening. Uh, happy new year to everyone. We'll see you until next time. Take care.